0: This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers.
1: What's up? What's up? Winning Cures Everything. We're going to start doing this every Friday, I think. We're going to have a guest with us. It may be Roser more than once because, uh, well, we know each other and he's good at this. So (laughs) Uh, we've got Mr. John Roser, Johnny Rosé from the Chris Vernon Show, uh, along with a thousand other job titles that he holds. John, how you doing, buddy?
0: Good man, good man. You know what? Uh, since we're doing, we're talking uh, college football and uh, and NFL gambling. My 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 nickname for that, because you know, there's there's Vinny Verno, uh, Chris Vernon. There's his uh, his his buddy Vinny Verno. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be uh, I'm Johnny the Fish. Johnny the Fish.
1: Okay, okay.
0: We Johnny, can roll with that. Yeah, John, John. Yeah, Johnny the Fish. I I think that's what I'm gonna go with. And Johnny I, you the know, Fish. You actually bought a. Yeah, I actually bought like a. Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't found a way to use it yet because I'm actually going to buy a hat too. That's got one of those like <laughs> bass fish that sticks out the front of it. One of those 3D hats. Yes, I'm actually going to buy one of those. Uh, I tried to get one off Amazon, but it, the earliest to get here could get here was like it's like a month and a half from Dude, now. And gracious. I'm like, what in the world? Like I couldn't even get it sent like next day, or like I could, but it would have been like an extra 40 bucks. I'm like, okay, I, I don't want the hat that bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I bought like a little. I bought like a little kids fishing pole for like ten bucks at Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Over off sycamore view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. cause, cause we're fishing for winners, man. We're fishing for winners. Oh, a hundred percent. What we're doing here, and
1: and you got some last week. Five and zero against the uh, against the number last week.
0: Yeah, man. So yeah, what I tried. Yeah, I know it was pretty crazy. It's um, yeah. You had I, a killer what, week. Yeah, what I tried to do was cuz like the, the the week 2 what I did is I just had too much spread out and I have kind of realized I had I had I had like small money on just too many games and what I kind of realized is when you when you have like the more bets you make the more you're research going you got to, to have a losing you're going to have a losing record yeah. like you know Vegas wasn't built on everyone winning everything, you know it's it's these these gigantic sports books. Uh, whether it's the Westgate, and I know circa uh, circa releases, you know they put out their lines like early. Now they put out their lines before the Westgate does. But circa is building their casino and sports book. They're building it on Fremont Street at the end at one of the ends of oh, Fremont yeah. Street. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen it. Dude, oh, I've seen it. Book. I talked Look, about it on the show. I mean, it looks, looks like insane. The, the, the most immaculate. That, I mean, that is like heaven. Well, it's, it's where they're going to host
1: VSEN. They're going to host all sorts of different stuff. Any any big-time production that comes out there is going to be hosted in that sports book. which is, I I, I cannot wait. I can't wait to get no, back out it, there for it.
0: it, it yeah, it, it, no, it, it's going to be amazing. But what I realize is, that, yeah, it's like the more games you bet, like you're going to just lose. Like you're going to lose them. You're going to, you're like, if you bet, you know, five games, like, man, you got a chance, you can go 4-1, 3-2, you can go 5-0 and oh, like I like I, like I, I ended up doing last week, but if you bet, like, 15 games, dude, the chances are you're probably going, like, 6-9, and nine. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it's that's, 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 that's probably what's going to happen, and you're going to get end up, you're going to end up getting murdered on a couple of them, whether it was, like, the, uh, I had, like, the under in the Florida State, Louisiana, Monroe game, or whatever, or oh, yeah. the Lafayette, whoever they played. That, that like, ended up going 89? Like, <laughs> yeah it is per- and the game I like I'm I'm set perfect and then Florida State did, does what they did against Boise the week before. They just start giving yeah. up a gazillion points in the fourth quarter. Game goes to overtime. I've got under fifty two and a half on Tennessee BYU. The game's freaking sixteen to thirteen. Like I've got it nailed. And then Tennessee, like, gives up a 70-yard play. To the and then you go season, to
1: overtime and, and you, you, yeah. Then
0: you go to overtime and touchdowns get scored and the game ends up going – and you just end up getting killed on So, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do – you know, Vinny Verno said, tear it down. I pared it down. I just did five things I liked. I had – um, and the only one, like, I'm really upset about that I won and the only reason I'm upset about this because I didn't put more on it was uh, Ohio State. I got them – I got a minus, because uh, I know the line opened at like 14 or 14 and a half against Indiana last week. Yeah. And I had a, I got it at 15 and a half. I went and got it at 15 because I was like, this thing's going to jump up over 17. It will be over 17 by the time that game kicks off. And what did it close at? 18 and
1: it. a half, 19?
0: I, yeah, it got up to 19. I think, it, I think it ended up at 18 and a half, though. Yeah. Um, somebody probably brought it back down Went brought it back down a half point, but I got it at 15 and a half. And I, to me, that was like the lock of all locks. I don't <laughs> think there will be a bigger lock all season than Ohio state over Indiana. The line. I mean, the people are going like, to well, Indiana's covered seven of the last eight. I'm like, dude, the line has never been this low before. The no. line is always three touchdowns or more. It, I, and because I've had money on them, I had money on them the first two weeks of the season against Florida Atlantic and against uh, Cincinnati, a couple of different things spread like on Ohio state, whether it was overs, whether it was first half lines or game lines, Like, I mean, I've watched, I've watched, Ohio I've, I've watched more of Ohio state this year than anybody, than any other team probably. And like, I was like they are going to kick the living crap out of Indiana. And sure enough, they kicked the living crap out of Indiana. The other one I had, uh, I had Oklahoma state minus, uh, I bought it down to 13 and a half, uh, bought it from 14 to 13 and a half, yep, and yep. I had Oklahoma State over 38 and a half points. Dude, they jumped up like 17 nothing in the first like five minutes of the game, and I'm like, all right, I'm going. And you're thinking, this is golden. Yes. Dude, yeah, next, next thing I know, they're down one at halftime, and then like they finally get it going a little bit, and then well, I think they turned well, it yeah, over. We had, to,
1: but up, we had to sweat it a little bit. I mean, it, it took that last no, uh, yeah, Chuba well, Hubbard I mean, run. It,
0: it, uh, yeah it was gracious. it was a fourth and one too man. It was a fourth and it was a fourth and one, and like the only way we get that is if he takes that to the house because if he doesn't take it to the house and just gets the first down or even if he doesn't get the first down like well Tulsa gets the ball back, but if he gets the first down, well then like they're, they're not gonna yeah they're probably gonna not gonna score the line or they take it. Yeah, Yeah, they're taking a knee, and so we got really lucky. That hit me over thirty eight and a half points. That hit the that covered the
1: spread. You know, talking about this week, that terrifies me about Oklahoma State going to Austin. Like when I first saw the line, it came out at seven, and I was like, I really want to take Texas here. Like I think Texas is really good. And then I thought, man, and I started looking at the numbers and how Gundy has won, you know, four straight in the series and five of the last six, and they always cover as an underdog you know it's the numbers are just ridiculous and i'm like man i feel like i need to take gundy here like i need, i love spencer sanders i love uh, i love wallace i love hubbard I, you know but the other side of me is like man they kind of yeah they covered but they didn't really look good against tulsa they hadn't really looked good in any of their first 3 games you know they they scored a lot uh, they- yeah, but their defense yeah, they, I mean, rough. They had
0: some stretch. yeah, no, no, their defense is rough. That's what that's what you expect. It's why, you know when they get into a game against like a, a good like a really good team and the game gets close at the end, um, because of how they play offensively, everything is so up tempo. Now, with Hubbard, it does make it easier because they've got a stud running back, you know, probably even very well could be the best running back in the country. If, you know, if not, the, obviously, DeAndre Swift's amazing. Taylor at Wisconsin's great. Um, you know, there are some great running backs out there. But he obviously is in the mix for, you know, top five running back in the country. He's, he's right there. The kid's amazing. But the, the, so that can help them close out games. But typically, that's kind of a problem they have, especially against good teams is trying to close out games. Um, teams that you know a team like texas who has more talent than them is is when you try to when you used to play in that up tempo and then you got to get to a point where you got to slow it down which is not the way they play at all it could be a little bit more difficult for them um yeah yeah, no i look i think with this game like i i look i love i mean tom herman he's he's amazing and i look don't think that he doesn't know and you know he knows that oklahoma (laughs) states beat them what four years in a row what is it like haven't they beaten them, like, five straight times in Austin or something? Or yeah. Or four straight times in Austin also? Yeah, I think it's it's
1: five straight uh, in Austin. It's Yeah, this is – it's a big game that, for them.
0: Yeah. That, to me, I think the play, if you're going to do it, if, if you want to bet one of the sides – I mean, Texas is, like, minus 180 on the money line. I'd find a way to put them in, like, a money line parlay. Or that, or tease that's, them. That's one a minus – yeah, or tease them. I I think a minus one eighty in a money line parlay that can also help give more value to your money line parlay, especially if you have like a a Georgia at a minus six fifty in there or a Washington State that's at a minus like twelve hundred or something. That can help. You know, it can help give you a better payout on your money line parlay. Or the the thing I think the thing to do is just you know what bet small on the over and just root for points and have fun watching it. You know, yeah. it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun game. When Texas has and, got, uh,
1: they, they got injury problems on defense and, and their defense, yeah. even with those guys in, wasn't great by any, by any stretch of the imagination. But
0: it, and, and, yeah, in and, and Oklahoma state, could play with like 15 guys on defense and they'd still give up like 30 points. Yeah. Um, that lines up, up to uh, six yeah. now.
1: And so, and, and, and the money, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Or the percentage of bets is 65 that. to 35 Texas. So,
0: that's still not a crazy number. No, uh, sixty-five, you know, thirty-five is all right. Texas is a yeah. I mean, Texas is a big name school. So I mean, the the big name schools are going to get typically at least you know from the public, the big name schools uh, with a lot of fans are going to get. They're they're going to typically get the high percentage of bets. I did see the over under in this game at one point was like I think seventy four, maybe seventy five, and it was I saw it so few,
1: it was at seventy three yesterday. Mean, um, okay,
0: I, yeah. And, and it's 72-and-a-half it now. To go, yeah, that's what I – I just looked at uh, uh, MGMs, the Play MGM app, and, they yeah, they've got it at 72-and-a-half. You know, if that thing drops down a little bit more, it, it might not. It may just stick there at 72-and-a-half. It may go back up to 73. But, you know, if it went down a little bit, I mean, even 72 and a 72-and-a-half, man, like, it, 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 would it shock you if the final score is 45-38? to 38? or
1: or, like that, or even 42 to 35 gets you to the window.
0: Right, exactly. 42 35 gets you to the window. Like is that like to me to me it seems like one of these teams is scoring in the 40s. Yes. Like that's like one of these teams is going to score in the 40s. I
1: I feel like that's a given. Uh, and, and that's that's the yeah, the, the fun right. part so about this, right?
0: Yeah, like, and that's why I think the over that's why I think the over is probably the way to go like cuz I think even if Texas jumps out on them and say Texas get say Texas builds like a forty one or a say Texas builds like a thirty eight twenty one lead or a forty one twenty one lead, and they're going to the fourth quarter. Like it, it, I mean, it ain't anything for Mike Gundy to just score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, yeah. and Tom Herman scores one, and it's you know forty eight thirty five is the like that. Yeah, there's, I it mean, could one hundred percent happen. What, yeah, or or it's 41 20, It's forty one twenty one. 21 uh, Gundy gets two touchdowns, and it's 41-35. And then, you know, and you're pushing right there. And Herman has to go get, like, and Herman ends up getting, like, they Texas gets, like, a late field goal to seal it and make it 44-35. Like, to me, it's, like, this is going to be a fun game because you know both of these offenses can score. You know both of their defenses have limitations to them. And so – Look, man, in a game like this, to me, it is like even if you just like you don't you don't have, to have super confidence in it because I honestly don't. Like, I mean, so to me, it's like if you want to just if you want to put something on it, just bet small on the over and just have fun. Just watch it, root for points, and have a good time.
1: That's I think this one this will be a much more interesting night game as opposed to Georgia and Notre Dame, which is what everybody's talking about. But I just mm-hmm. like I think Georgia's probably going to kill them. Now I could I could well, foresee a situation where Notre Dame you know keeps it relatively close,
0: but I, I can't. I um, just think Georgia's too good. Yeah, I mean I th- I think right now like um, you know we we talked uh, on on Vernon's show and I think we, you know one of the questions I asked him and Lang Whitaker and and Rob Fisher was I was like who's the who's the player who's the guy we're going to be talking about after this weekend and you know Lang Whitaker said he's a big Georgia fan too. Um, he said I think. DeAndre Swift and the Heisman Trophy is what we could be talking about after this weekend. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's certainly possible. Uh, There's no doubt about that. I mean, you see the amount of rushing yards that Notre Dame, you know, has given up so far and you see what Georgia rushes for. I think Georgia is second in the country in yards.
1: uh, Yards per per run. run,
0: like yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yards per run. I think it's like eight point something. And so, I mean, yeah, and, and they're guns, they're adjusted. And, they're, and, they're, and rushing their offensive yards line is and, just absurd. Yeah, their off, you know, and their offensive line is like what they like outweigh Notre Dame's defensive line by like fifty pounds per person. I mean, they could just <laughs> knock them. They could knock Notre Dame's front seven off the ball all night. Um, you know, it, I think it could be one. Well, Notre Dame may put you know eight nine men in the box. Well, dude, if you put that many guys in the box, Fromm so Jake Fromm will like, like will beat you. Oh, he yeah, will. Destroy he will absolutely them. kill you. And, and even if you do put eight, nine men in the box, like, I mean, in Georgia, it's almost like the Alabama thing. And Alabama obviously had to run the ball as well this year, but like where they just they're still, they're so much bigger, dude, they just line up and they will move you back. And oh they'll yeah. They'll get their yardage. I think my, my favorite play of the week is, um, is probably, I mean, look, the line's gone over 14 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this line gets up to 16 by kickoff. Georgia Notre Dame, because there's so much money on Georgia. I think the play is Georgia minus seven and a half in the first half. Um look, it's Saturday night in Athens. College game days there for the first time since or, I mean, a long time I think it was I think it was when I think I heard what the Stanford Steve and the Bear were saying. I think it's since like Zach Mettenberger was at L S U? Yeah, and Aaron and Murray. LSU it was like Georgia down there
1: twenty eleven. I think or 2012. Yeah, that's the
0: last time. The last time they were in Athens. This is like the hottest ticket in the history of Georgia football. Um, tickets are going for like three hundred to four hundred dollars a piece just to get in the stadium. Oh, and that's that's, that's like cheap. The sit. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> that's that's the that's cheap like seat.
0: The that's the cheap seat. So this isn't like when Notre Dame played Georgia and when they played in South Bend a couple of years ago and you know thirty five thousand Georgia fans invaded Notre Dame Stadium. Like the Notre Dame fans. There ain't gonna be thirty-five thousand Notre Dame fans oh, no. invading Sanford Stadium like that is that place is going to be game day's there in the morning, the game is not until night. Like that crowd, dude. They, Notre Dame is walk. Not that they haven't before because obviously they play Clemson on a Saturday. Night. I mean Notre Dame plays a tough schedule every year, but like that is a that is going to be. You know, I remember I remember Vernon telling me the story. He went to an Alabama Florida game. Oh yeah, they, It was twenty ten
1: with Urban Meyer and. All that it was, it was Urban's last year. I remember that, yeah.
0: And and Vernon said he walked into the stadium and he called all of his buddies, his gambling buddies, or texted them, and he was like, Put everything you have on Alabama, they are going. This place is a freaking (laughs) hornet's nest, and that's what I think Sanford Stadium is going to be Saturday night. And it is going to, and it's a blackout, they're doing a blackout there. Like, I think Georgia could very well be up like 28 to 7 at halftime, 28 nothing at halftime. Like, I think the thing could get out of hand soon. I also kind of like Georgia over 35 and a half points. Like, I think Georgia's scoring in the 40s in this game. Um, I, I told you know, Chris the other
1: day, I really do believe that, that Georgia may be the most complete team in the country. I I think that they could no, win I, I, a I, national championship this year.
0: No, and you can still get them five to one right now to win the national title, which that's not a crazy bet at all. You know, you forty bucks to pay out two hundred or something like that. If you want to put a hundred on it to win five, I mean, whatever you whatever your budget is, you know, um, there's value there. There's also value on them right now. I think they're I think they're still like plus one eighty to win the SEC championship. Yeah, different books.
1: I mean, you can get as much as as plus two hundred
0: right and like I mean you know they're going to win the east so I mean they're there so it is like all they're going to have to win is that SEC title game which is obviously easier said than done we know their 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 struggles with Alabama over the last couple of years whether it's the national title game or last year's SEC title game been well documented but you I mean you as an Alabama fan you know I mean oh this this team has
1: major problems on on the offensive and defensive line
0: Yeah, injuries, too, and they're not running the ball as well. Um, Now, I'll I'll say this. Everybody jumped on.
1: Oh, two is amazing. But I I, I will say that last week with everybody hopped on the they can't run the football, all that kind of mess. um, If you go back and actually watch the game, Will Muschamp put six guys in the box and brought two more on almost every play. And... Yeah. What Saban and that bunch figured out early on was okay, they're going to leave the middle of the field completely and you saw slant after slant after slant and it, they realized okay, we don't have to run to win this football game. Like but if if yeah. they're not going to back guys off, then we're just going to keep passing it. And even into the fourth quarter, they continued it. And it was just Is that
0: because it's is that because slant after slant? Is that because you guys have like a freaking wide receiver and Jerry Judy, who's like faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> <That> <laughs> hey, you know, dude, of those like, four wide receivers, yeah, like the he's the slowest. Human being, there's no way he is the slowest. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm dead set. They talked about it on on the uh, on the TV broadcast. Uh, but it, but it's been okay, known was, in, in Alabama. So
0: I was out at a bar. I was out at a bar. I had like multiple games going on. Yeah. Um. So I yeah I wasn't I wasn't hearing the broadcast. Well no 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 I know what it was. It was uh, the Memphis game was the one at the same time and the bar had the sound for the Memphis game on. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's he he runs um, like
1: a uh, he runs a four four, and I believe it's uh, let's see Henry Ruggs I think is the fastest and he runs like a four two seven, and then the other two are in the four threes. Like Jalen Waddle and uh, and Devonta Smith, like, and
0: that's ridiculous. Everybody
1: on the team is just ridiculous fast. Jerry Judy is he's fast, but he's more of a, a quick. Like he will make you miss, yeah. and he can did, he can hit a different gear, um,
0: and he can run some routes too. Yeah. Man, that guy's are, he, he can really run his routes too, which is you know one of the most probably the most I mean obviously the most underrated thing about being a wide receiver is how oh, yes. good you are of a route runner. He's no, he is. He is without a doubt, man. That dude, that dude's gonna go top five in the NFL draft. There's no doubt about it, man. Oh, I a, can uh, believe it. He's a machine. But yeah, we. I mean, we yeah, before we got off on our Alabama team, Georgia. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I think Georgia might be. I mean, just because like you you see like like you said the 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 struggles that Alabama has with the injuries they've had on defense, problems with the offensive line. Um, and then Clemson, you know, the, the Trevor Lawrence has not been like he's not wowed anybody. Like five touchdowns, five picks, um, you know. Uh, and they're still like they
1: blowing it, people out. Like it's it's not yeah. And they're putting up outrageous numbers. I mean, they put almost seven hundred yards up uh, against Syracuse. I mean, it's you know it, we're we're kind of nitpicking here. They just don't look as well oiled as usual. It, but they don't have to. Like they, they don't play I say
0: anybody. This, this is this is what cause, okay. Cause here, here's the This this is what you can always. This is why I think we both kind of feel this way about Georgia, as opposed to say Clemson and Alabama. Although Alabama's is not because it's Alabama's is more because of injury. Um, Clemson looks like a team that's just like we know we can beat these teams at any point in the game. Georgia is playing like they're a team on a mission. Like they're on a mission. I agree with that. They know, that. they know what's happened in them the previous couple of years. Um, and they are playing like they are on a mission. They've got a great leader in from um, obviously, you know, we know what the recruiting classes have been. So, you know, they're loaded all over the field. Um, and I, 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 it is, it is a shame what happened to Dylan Moses and with the, um, it was uh, the McMillan kid. Uh, who is actually from Memphis, played at Whitehead high school. Uh, it, you know, it's a shame what happened to those guys because one of the things, I, you know, you always, as you know, as an Alabama fan, like that linebacking core that Alabama usually has that they usually throw out there is like it is as vicious as anything you see in the country. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, especially Moses, like that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the guy you were expecting to be the, your, your leader on defense. You know he's your highest-rated defensive uh, NFL prospect. But, yeah, know, I mean he was—he's the, the quarterback draft. of the
1: defense. Like he—he he called the plays right. for and, the and defense,
0: you, right? And not having him, you know, I—I I, I do wonder if that comes to—if that really comes to bite you. Wendy who do you guys play first? A and M or LSU?
1: A uh, and M is in
0: three weeks, four weeks. I think okay. it's three that, weeks. That's gonna—that's gonna be an interesting one because A and M is. I mean. Their defense. I mean, you oh, can look at it like, and it's like, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like the A and M got the the talk of the A and M game. A and M Clemson is that A and M. You know, Jimbo Fisher make those boosters happy, cover that spread, get that touchdown. Oh, hundred percent. Well, it's it's partly you why I think that they're gonna him. they're
1: gonna handle Auburn this weekend.
0: Right, but I think that I think the story of that game is, dude, they held Clemson twenty four points. Yeah, that defense is for real. And if you go back, cause I, I, I mean, I had a little bit on them against, uh, not a ton and their opener against Texas state. And like, I mean, they should have shut them out. I mean, Texas state got the backdoor touchdown with like 26 seconds left. Like Which, whatever. depending on where you, you know, got the it,
1: number, like it, it, you, you either lost it or won it. And
0: I pushed on it. Yeah. I pushed on it.
1: Now you, you got lucky because yeah. there were some guys that, uh, they got, what was it? Like 34 and a half, I think. And, and they lost yeah. by half a point on it, but it's it, Jimbo typically covers at home. I mean, he is seven and one as a, uh, as a favorite at home, uh, it, uh over the, the final number. Right. Um, yeah, I, but it, it, like, he just covers at home. Like that's, that's just what it is. And Mike no, Elko, he, the defensive coordinator is the real deal. Like I, I've followed him since he was at Wake Forest and I I could always win unders with Wake Forest. <laughs> Like it, they would yeah. always, they'd put up their numbers, but their defense was unfreaking real when he was the defensive coordinator. And obviously, you see what's happened to that defense since. Um, but his his protege is the guy Clark Lee up at Notre Dame, and that's kind of what gave me a yeah. little bit of pause about that Georgia game. But yeah, Mike Oko against Gus Malzahn with a freshman quarterback on his first road start, hey, I'm all over Texas A&E and yeah, game.
0: and and yeah, and I and I think that that's. Yeah, I, I was talking to one of my buddies about it and because he one of my buddies is not really that big on Kellen Mond and I and I like Mond. I actually do like Mond a lot. Um Mond is way better at home, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yes, he is. As are a lot of <laughs> quarterbacks. A lot of players play yes. better at home. But the the other the other thing too is yeah, that home field advantage is real there. Like oh, yeah. the real home field advantage at at uh, what is it, Kyle Field or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, Kyle Field. Um but, yeah, the 12th man. Um, that is a real home field advantage. It's a 230 CBS game. I agree with you both. This is what I thought. This is what I thought the more and more the week's gone on. It's what I was talking to my buddy about today. I said, this is my only thing with Auburn. How are they going to score? Yeah. Because Bo Nix can't throw the ball. The dude's only completing like 52% of his passes, 51% of his passes. It's like, it's even like, I heard it was like, it's even less when he's in the pocket. So if a and is able to keep him in the pocket. And last year, what, Auburn only had, like, what was it, like 19 or 20 rushing yards against AM on, like, 20, 21 carries? It was a little bit different circumstances. can't run the ball.
1: Yeah. It was a little bit different circumstances. The only reason being um, they, like, one, their offensive line was a lot worse last year. Their offensive line is better this year. But – Texas A&M's defensive line, I mean, they had a couple of guys drafted. They had somebody else graduate. Like they they lost some dudes. So they they are really young in the front seven, but it has not mattered so far. Like it, it is it's all scheme with them, and they've still got a ton of talent. Like I, I think that they they know how to and and on top of that, they gotta be pissed off at the way that they lost that game last year. They were up twenty four to fourteen in the fourth quarter and gave up two touchdowns, yeah. uh you know, on the planes and just, you know, completely crapped the game away. So, yeah, it was, it was, it's bad. I think they got revenge on their minds. I like, uh, I like mind in this spot. I like Jimbo. I like, I like Elko. I like all of it. I like all of it.
0: And I, 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 and I think the other thing too is, is I think Jimbo, you know, if you, if you gave him the true serum, like he knows this is a must win for them if oh, they're yes. going to be able to try to win eight or nine games because you still have Alabama, you still have LSU, and you still have Georgia on your schedule. Um, you
1: got to get your home and you wins.
0: you've already lost to Clemson. You've got to get your home wins. Um, I mean, look, I don't expect them to beat Alabama, but, like, you know, you've got to get this one. You have to, and especially because I have them over seven and a half wins on the season. And so, so do I. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I re- Yeah, and that was me just like being like, you know what, dude, I believe in Jimbo Fisher. I think he's a really good coach, and I believe in Kellen Mond. Like, dude, they'll find a way to get eight wins, nine wins. Like, they'll they'll just figure a way to get it. Like, it'll just happen. Um, oh, the, Chris, Chris had, had him going an ten and two against LSU again. Had him going ten and two. Woo!
1: Yeah, he he Man. had him winning the SEC West this year. And, I, and okay, now well, that, he he gets a little that, outlandish on his pick sometimes but i hey he's smoking crack it's a, he he goes out on a limb with teams that he really believes in and yeah i mean i've seen crazier things happen like college football has been so chalk for so long you know he's an lsu guy so for him to pick texas and he really had to be all in on it and yeah he was like man i think kellen mond is going to take a step forward i don't think they beat clemson on the road but I think that they can get Alabama at home, and I think that they can get one of the other ones. I think they can get LSU or they can get Georgia, and I think they handle everybody else. And
0: that's it. yeah. I mean, I do that that if they is, is they, they beat Auburn this weekend, I also kind of like I like the under in the game too, just because I think I mean Auburn's defensive line is I mean God, they're awesome.
1: Yeah, they're um, pretty. They're pretty good.
0: I mean, they're pretty stout. Like I kind of I like the under forty eight in the game, but I'm kind of with you on a. Uh, I think I'm going to have a little bit on A and M minus three and a half. May buy it down to three, um, and then I think I'm going to probably all, I'm going to have A and M in a money line parlay too. Um, I'll probably have them in a money line parlay. I may have them. I'm also working on a first half line parlay, and I kind of like A and M minus two and a half in the first half. You only got to be about three at halftime. I think that's
1: I think they could do that. for
0: them yeah 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 yeah. I, I think that's as long as like to me i look at a lot of these first half lines and i'm like man these guys like all you gotta do is be up by a field goal or be up by like a touchdown all right like <laughs> like, <you can laughs> like right, that. that like, sounds that, good that, that, that that's easy enough you know i'm not getting killed by a hook or anything uh you know That a and a and a, Auburn, that's I mean, I think that I think it's probably the game I'm most looking forward to on the day. I don't know. I also like Michigan, Wisconsin a lot. I don't know why. Well, I do know why I love Harbaugh, but. Um, well, that I, one, that one we're, we're also, trying
1: to figure I, out the team. right? I also right?
0: think that,
1: In this one, yeah, I also think also A&M
0: Auburn could be boring as hell. Yeah, yeah. I think A and M Auburn could just be boring as hell. <laughs> it's like it very well could be. Twenty to thirteen, you know, like that could be the final score. 23-13, like that. that which, like, which I'm, could. Again, I'm trying to. It could be super I, I'm entertaining. Figure out though. how Auburn's going to score. No, it could be. It could be. It could be. It could be. It'll be the the uh, the old school SEC football fans will love it.
1: I am. Uh, so let's talk about old school SEC football, and I am super curious about your like your mentality towards or your philosophy towards a game like this. And it's it's not huge on the board, but Cal and Ole Miss it is I'm I'm looking at Vegas insider. It is uh Ole Miss minus two, Ole Miss minus two and a half, and Ole Miss minus three at multiple different books. It it mm-hmm. opened as a pick'em and then it quickly moved yeah. to Cal minus one and it has gone all Ole Miss. Uh you've got over 70% of the bets on Ole Miss the high is only supposed to be, like, 88 in Oxford on Saturday. I, you know, wh- where do you lean on this? Like, it, is it because of a noontime kick? Do you think Ole Miss has a more, uh, like, more of an advantage? Or, like, I don't think Ole Miss is very good. And I think Cal no, can't I score, think, I, but, I, I, you know. I, what What's your philosophy yeah, I on this?
0: I, the, the under... <laughs> um I, 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 don't, I, I don't uh i look i mean i'm not gonna bet this game at all i actually might take ole miss minus a half point in the first half i might do that um just because the first half you do have the west coast traveling to the east coast it's gonna be 9 a.m on their body clocks when that game starts It's 11 a.m yeah. time central time it's 11 a.m. where we're located. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. our time when that game starts. That's 9 o'clock Pacific on their body time. 9 a.m. Pacific. Um,
1: like second no, half would be when Cal we're... jumps back in this thing, if they do.
0: Right. Well, and it's not like Ole Miss is going to be like 21 points ahead or anything. No. Not at all. Yeah, right. It's not like they're going to have to like battle back a ton. Um, but I think, yeah, that I kind of do, I kind of do like Ole Miss minus that half point in the first half, just cause I could see Cal starting off kind of slow. And also, I mean, it's also kind of an interesting matchup because of the coaches, you know, oh, yeah. uh, the, the Cal coach. And then you, the fact you have the coordinators for Ole Miss of both the
1: two Pac-12 guys coached
0: against them in the Pac-12. Yeah. Rich Rod and Mike McIntyre, um, And so, I mean, I I think that's what makes it an interesting matchup. Look, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm probably not, I'm not gonna probably not betting this game at all. If I do, it'll be that I'll have Ole Miss in in a first half in one of my in my first half parlay, like, and I'll just bet the. You know, because it's going to be like a $5 first half parlay that pays out like something absurd. (laughs) So the odds that it hits are ridiculous, but it's going to be for five. It's only going to be five bucks, so whatever. You know, it's like five bucks with a chance to win like three grand or something. So (laughs) the odds of it hitting are going to be very slim, but it's just, it's five bucks. So it's it's worth taking a shot on it. Um, I I mean, I'll do that, but like, I don't, I mean, I. The reason I'm saying, I I would take Cal if the game was in the afternoon. But because it is that, or if if it was like a 2 o'clock kick, which would be noon on their body time, be fine. But the fact that it is 9 a.m. on their body clocks, like, dude, that stuff matters, man. Like, I can't tell you, man, like when when I've gone out to the Pacific time zone. Oh, it changes everything. It does man, like it yeah. absolutely changes everything it like i've gone I've gone out there, and I'm like, man, it's only like you know it's like o'clock. nine o'clock it's, like or, <laughs> yeah, i'm like I'm like,' or it's like seven o'clock, and it's like. Damn, it's nine o'clock back in Memphis, and then it gets to be like, Man, it's only midnight here, but it's like 2 a.m. in Memphis. And next thing you know, it's like, I mean, it does, man. It and when you get back, it takes, I mean, it takes, like, right, it took my body a couple of days. You uh, this know, a, just, here, to back I'll, to I'll to tell you, central time zone.
1: I'll tell you what I did this summer. I so we went and spent a week in San Francisco, and right. of course, everything because we're out with my wife's buddies and whatnot, and they stay up super late all the time. So we were up until, you know, at least midnight every night. And I was exhausted for the first couple of days. And then like my body adjusted to it. And then we came back and I was home for a day. And then I went to Atlanta for like two, three days. And of course that's East coast time. (laughs) So my body was completely shot by the time I ended up actually coming back and staying in Memphis. I mean, it's just, it's a completely different thing. And when you're only doing it for a couple of days, and you've got to get up and, and be ready by 9 a.m. I mean, it is like normally for 11 a.m. kicks, those kids have to be up by like 7 a.m., which for them yeah. would be 5 a.m. And and it's you're not used to it. So, yeah, I, I, could, right. I could see where first half definitely I I went with Cal on it because I I just I, think they are such a better football team than Ole Miss. Like that
0: I think they're a better football team. I think they're a better coach football team. I think, you know, Matt Luke is a dead man walking. I heard you I heard you say that, you know, if Arkansas would have had Starkle in that game from the very beginning that they beat Ole Miss, that you yes. think they beat Ole Miss. And I probably agree with you And you know, I'm not They I'm could not have lost students, last but,
1: week to Southeast Louisiana. Like that was not out of the realm of possibility.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they could have a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They could. I mean, Arkansas could have lost to Colorado State. They were tied going into yeah, the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true.
0: And then Still they, hung fifty five on them. Twenty one. They they got me the cover. Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm, I'm with you. So uh, that's why. So I'm debating it this week. I'm like, well, maybe they finally clicked onto something with Starkle. Um, by the way, my biggest preseason bet was the Arkansas under five and a half wins. I still don't see how they win an SEC game, though. Um, so I do think that'll uh, my under or that'll hit. But, like, I, I do think Ark. I'm kind of thinking, dude, Tulsa kind of handled San Jose State pretty easy. San Jose like State Arkansas is minus, awful. dude, I, I can- it- Arkansas's minus 11 and a half in the first half.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's it's 21 for the game. So, which I thought it would go dude, over dude, 21. I saw it. I-
0: I saw it at twenty and a half a few minutes ago,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of lines where it's 20 uh, where it's twenty and a half. It got bought back down. so, but at, San, I'm telling you, San Jose State is so bad. like this yeah. team is just awful. and it's it's not it's not totally their fault. it that administration puts no money into that program whatsoever. It's remember Tom Bowen was there uh, before he came to Memphis, yeah, and he had he built that hired, place up. Uh, McIntyre,
0: he hired is McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, He hired Mike Mangus now. The, now the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Yeah. Exactly. No, he yeah. He's the one who hired who, who was uh, what one of Cutcliffe's coordinators at uh, at Duke. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah. now Bowen understood through, uh, yeah. it, how to build a a football program and and make it run. But ever since then, that administration does not give a crap about that football program, and it shows on the field. They uh they are one and one right now. They did have an off week last week, um, but they got beat two weeks ago by Tulsa, 34-16, to and they beat Northern Colorado, 35-18. to And the under, and uh, they've lost against the spread both times. So, like, <laughs> they're, uh, they're not looking so good so far, and I, I thought they would be really bad. The only issue is, like, man, Arkansas, like, they're still not a good football team. And that's a huge number. I know they beat Colorado State by twenty-one, but yeah. I mean it—it it took them fifty-five points to get there. So,
0: right. And I, well, that's I do. That's why I do kind of like the eleven and a half in the first half. But again, like the other thing that worries you about that is the Colorado State thing. It took them to the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, to really know. get rolling.
0: Like, yeah, right. Like I, I need to, I need them to be rolling early if I'm going to do eleven and a half in the first half. But I mean, it feels like they could be up twenty eight to nothing at halftime or twenty eight. But I don't know. Probably won't be twenty eight nothing. They will give up points. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely give up points. points. Yeah, so, they, they will. They will. They will give up points. There's no doubt about that. Well,
1: let's uh, let's talk about some picks that you got. What uh, what do you like in college football besides what you've already given us?
0: yeah so what I've given you Georgia minus minus seven and a half in the first in the first half, half. Yep. Um, yeah I like that one um and, the, and you mean, you were leaning
1: still... the over in uh in oklahoma state and texas but i you weren't
0: you hadn't decided yeah, if you're gonna play it I don't know if i'm gonna if i do play it, it'll be very small the georgia first half minus seven and a half I'll probably play a little more. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be like an Ohio State Indiana play, and ain't gonna be that. I'm not gonna play anything like I did that in the Oklahoma State Tulsa game. Nothing's gonna be that big this week because I don't love them enough. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd also I'd, I'd I'd do I'd do Georgia minus fourteen and a half right now. I'd buy it to fourteen. I'd buy it. To, I'd I'd buy it to fourteen and take the minus one twenty, and to, to make it minus one twenty and do that. Um, so at least if Notre Dame that Notre Dame, the back door worries me with Notre Dame, that does worry me with them, um, if it gets late. But I, I actually, I mean, I, I, I said today on Twitter, uh, I was at Jim Dunaway out of Birmingham, a buddy down there to hosts a radio show on WJOX. Um, he wanted predictions for the Georgia game. And I told him, uh, I told him, uh, I like Georgia to win 45 to 20. Yeah. I mean, that's, that sounds reasonable. Um, no, I, yeah. And, and, and I think it's more of like a 45 to 13. I think it's probably 45 to 13. And then, you know, Notre Dame gets a late touchdown. Um, and so, yeah, that's sorry, dude, dude, a freaking cop just drove down my street and pulled into my driveway. <laughs> and it freaked me. I was like, what in the world? Dude, well, dude, I live, I live in a, I live in a dead end and I'm like, pull all the way up in my driveway, but it, this happens all the time. These cars think they can like get through a shortcut and avoid Poplar Avenue, and they fly down my street, and then they realize it's a dead end. It's a dead and they have end. Have to yep. back into my driveway and then go back out the other way. But that just like freaked me <laughs> out for a second. I got distracted, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Georgia, um, uh, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I also like. Um, I saw that UCF line went down to eleven. I mean, I think it, it, to me, it's like it, it, it is a weird line. It is weird because they beat them forty-five to fourteen last year. Here's what worries me, though. Um, look, Stanford sucks. Yes, like they they suck. Like I, I'm not impressed by the USC win. Like like by USC beating the crap out of them because Stanford sucks, and that's what I thought going into the last week. And I'm I kicked myself for not betting the game at all. I got scared off when the line got too far into double digits, but. I mean, I was Penn the same State way. Within, like, I, Pitt I, was right there with Penn State. Pitt was right, and if Pat Narduzzi wasn't a moron,
1: they could have won the game.
0: Beaten Penn. They could have won the game if Pat Narduzzi wasn't a moron. So, like, I, I mean, I'm like, okay, is Penn State amazing? No, but Penn State's a top twenty team in the country, and Pitt was right there with them. So, well,
1: and so the metrics the road, uh, that I that I normally come up with at the the average spread on that game is like a UCF minus seven and a half. Like it's, it's not just ridiculous. And against Stanford, it was like, I mean, it was a massive, massive difference. So the analytics like Pitt more this week than they liked Stanford last week. Now Stanford, of course, because of the name and because you're used to David Shaw covering, that's one thing. But like Pat Narduzzi ain't bad as a, as a home dog either. So
0: no, it's no, it's 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 one. It's it's also one of those things to me. Like I, I, I think if you do bet UCF, you you're not gonna it, look and you lose it. Don't feel stupid because UCF literally they like they've been a covering machine and they literally have kicked the crap out of everybody they play. So like if if they do it and they don't cover. It don't, you don't feel dumb about making the bet because they have kicked the crap out of every one they play. They did beat this team 45 to 14 last year. So, I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, Washington state minus 10 and a half in the first half. against yeah. UCLA. I do like, like that. One. Why would they not like, why will they not be up 28 to seven at halftime?
1: I, like, that's, why will they not be me. up 28
0: to seven at halftime? Like I, it's, UCLA thing, is only awful. I can think of, Absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, Yards are, per
1: play on defense and on offense, they are uh, one of the three worst in the country. And
0: and I will tell you this, something underrated. Washington State's defense is – you, you, when you think Washington State and you think Mike Leach, you just think the air raid offense and they're scoring 60 points a game. Their defense is not, like, god-awful. No, turn you over. defense is pretty good. It is. They they were good last year. They had a good defense last year. They turned they turned teams over like crazy last year, and they're pretty good this year. Like they did a good job against Houston last week. So their their defensive you know, I, coordinator,
1: they had Alex Grinch, right, who went to Ohio State yeah. and then went to Oklahoma, right. and everybody thought that it would kind of fall apart. Dude, they've got a uh, they've got Tracy Clay's who used to be the Minnesota head coach, and and he was the one that mm-hmm. ended up getting fired because he sided with his players. You know when the school suspended some of them, all that kind of mess, right? Now yeah. he was looking for a gig, and Leach was like, "All right, like you can come in here. Nobody cares what we do here. Like it, <laughs> it doesn't matter." So all the political crap that went on at Minnesota didn't matter in uh, in the Palouse. So yeah, Leach brought him in, and that defense has not missed a beat. Like they, obviously they're not going to be a top ten defense in the country because of the air raid, right? But but they are they are legit. Like that is a legit football team.
0: I agree, and UCLA is like awful on offense, which is so weird. I know everyone we say it every week. Why is Chip Kelly's offense so bad? Um, but they just are, and I I don't see how UCLA is really gonna do. I mean, like they couldn't do anything against Oklahoma's defense last week in the first half. Like Washington State's defense is better than Oklahoma's, yeah, or at least it, I, to me it seems like it is. Uh, yeah, Washington State, I mean, if you want to take a minus eight, that line. What's weird is that line went from nineteen and a half to eighteen and a half. That is weird. Uh, well, um, that, I'll tell you yeah. this:
1: there's a there's actually money on UCLA, which which is still weird, right? Like it, that makes it, the so reason being the reason why that is is because the road team in this series uh, has covered five of the last six. Uh, underdog always does well. Uh, the road team always does well uh, in covering on the road in this series for whatever reason. And, it, but UCLA is so bad. Like, I think maybe just toss the trends out, you know, cause
0: it, it's. That's yeah. It, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, again, see, I, I try to look at these bets and it's like, what I put money on, I'm like, okay. Even if this doesn't hit, I don't feel stupid for making the bet. Exactly. Like what? Like one of my buddies was like, it texted me today about Florida State Louisville, and I'm like, dude, I, uh, I hey, don't oh, know. I'm, I'm staying I'm, away from
1: that. And once it got under and seven and a half, like it, I was, I was done with well, it.
0: Well, and I'm just, I'm just like, dude, I am not like, I'm not betting on Florida State. No, because like, I, I have if, no if, idea if what bet, they're gonna do. You bet on Florida State, and they don't cover. It's like. You should just hit yourself. Like, just punch yourself, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You know better. You you know better. You know better. But, like, again, if I take Washington State minus 10.5 in the first half and it somehow doesn't cover, I'm not going to feel stupid about making that bet. Like, dude, UCLA sucks. Mike Leach is awesome. The end.
1: Here's a you know, – uh, like, So, let, let me tell you, you know, when, when you know which way a line is going and it's going the opposite way – we we talked about this, uh, I think, before we started recording, about the Tulane and Houston game, right? And how yeah. when a line is moving the opposite direction, you know that Vegas wants everybody to bet. So we, we knew Vegas wanted everybody to bet on Houston because they had like 77% of the tickets and like 80% of the money. And it was all on Houston. And the line kept going up. It opened at two and a half on Tulane and then moved its way up, and it ended at, like, four and a half. It got up to, like, five, five and a half. They pulled yeah. it back down a little bit, but still, everybody was on Houston. Dude, Tulane goes down, kicks a field goal to make it 31-28 to with, like, four minutes left. Houston goes down the field, kicks a field goal with 21 seconds left to make it 31-31. Tulane scored in 19 seconds in two plays and, and won 38-31. <laughs> like, and gets the cover. Wow. So just ridiculous, wow. right? Like, I, I don't I don't think there's shenanigans going on, but it's just like, you got to be kidding me, right? You
0: know? it, 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 that, oh, that's nuts, man. That's nuts. You know, I saw, yeah, it's like when stuff like that happens, it's like, okay, you got to pause and you got to know, and it's like somebody knows something there. Yeah. Somebody knows. It's just like when you see on like an NFL Sunday, you know, uh, Vernon, Chris texted me last last Sunday morning, and obviously I was home, was not able to drive down to Tunica because I would have, but he texted me and he said, yo, Darren Revelle just put up a tweet and said, some better just walked into one of the sports books in Vegas and put $55,000 on the San Francisco 49ers to cover, you know, one and a half against the Bengals. Yep. He goes, so I think that means good things to the 49ers today. Somebody knows something. You know, yeah. if you're doing it that close to kickoff, somebody knows something, and they've probably been holding that bet off all week long that they knew something. And sure enough, the 49ers beat the living hell out of the Bengals. Um, you know, I another one, Oregon, if we're, since I told you how much I think, I just think Stanford's not good. Yeah, Oregon, this is the,
1: the fade Stanford year, right?
0: Yeah, it's just fake Stanford. That's all that is. It's not – I mean, Oregon's good, too. I mean, they're a good team. They're not – I don't think they're, like, amazing or anything.
1: No, I mean, Um, look, USC and UCF –
0: They should have beaten Auburn, but they lost to Auburn, and I don't think Auburn's great either. Auburn's a good team. I think Auburn's a good team. Uh, Just like I think Oregon's a good team. Um, I think this is about Stanford's just bad.
1: Yes, 100%. Like, here's here's what I was saying. USC – and UCF both have way more wide receiver talent, but Oregon has the better quarterback than either yeah. of those teams, and I think that he's going to be able to pick them apart. Like I think they will hit. I don't. They had good enough players to destroy Nevada. They had good enough players to be able to hit some big plays against Auburn. Oregon, right. I mean, a Stanford secondary is putrid. I mean, they are really, really like. Yeah. Astronomically bad, and oh
0: no, I can see, I could, Oregon, I can see Oregon winning this game like fifty-two to seventeen or something. Like I, I mean, it's
1: well, especially after Oregon, the way that they it, it, lost it last year, right?
0: Right, right, exactly. So I mean, that's that's one. Um, it, have, here's one. Old Dominion.
1: Oh, I love this bet. I love this bet.
0: Old Dominion, but you can get it at twenty eight and a half or twenty nine. Yeah. It will it, probably go down more because I know one of the pro gamblers uh gave it out on a podcast. One of the professional gamblers, he gave it out as his as his best bet. And it's because I think that was the Bet Virginia the Board podcast, up. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Bet yeah. the Board, it was Payne Insider and it's Virginia coming off the Florida State game.
1: They got they Notre they Dame next Notre week.
0: Next, yep. Notre Dame next week. And then what do they have Clemson right after that, maybe? Uh, it, way, it's, no it's, Clemson doesn't play Miami. Virginia. It's Miami. Yeah, no, That's it's it. Miami. It's Miami. It's Miami. Yeah, yeah. But either way, you're sandwiched. With, that Old Dominion game is sandwiched between Florida State and Notre Dame. And Old Dominion has had a week off. And so, and Bryce Perkins, of course,
1: too. dealing with an injury. So at Bryce Perkins, you're not going to run him as much as usual. You want him healed up for exactly. uh, for next week. So this yeah, I like that. Also
0: brings me to another one. This also brings me to another one. Old Dominion plus 17 in the first half. Huh. I had
1: not thought about that. I
0: mean, because you've got a team who's banged up from playing Florida State last week against a team coming in there in Old Dominion who's had two weeks, two weeks to get ready. They're going to be fresh. They're going to be fired up. I could see Old Dominion putting up 10 to 14 points in the first half, you know? I could see that happening. I could see
1: like a 21 to 10 halftime score. I mean, Virginia doesn't exactly get off to like fast starts
0: in virginia in virginia scoring 21 points and a half it's like a miracle if that happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't exactly play that way They're exactly virginia, bronco mendenhall style um anything okay here i'm gonna just go uh, I, I i i'm not gonna play it because i'm not gonna go down there uh to be able to play it utah minus three and a half against usc like i don't yeah. i don't i'm not it, dude it's it's Kyle Whittingham against Clay Heldon. Like, what are we talking about here? The only reason I'd stay away from it is because it's USC. And, like, I don't know if USC is going to score 17 points or they're going to score 47 points. Now, I'd like to think they're playing Utah and Kyle Whittingham. Yeah. They're not going to score 47 points. You're, you're not
1: going to score that many.
0: Um, I'd lean towards they they score 17 in this game rather than they score 47 uh, against Utah. I think they but, confused
1: the hell out of, out of Slovis. They they get some it's picks fri- and yeah,
0: it, it but it's yeah no I I can see it but it's a Friday night. Reggie Bush is going to be back in the stadium because he's working the game as an analyst for Fox. Their next, their future head coach, Urban Meyer, is also going to be in the stadium working for Fox. So, <laughs> I don't think that they're can, going to show you, out for no, this. Like I, when when you, when Utah beats the crap out of them, how quickly. Do they fire Clay Helton and hire Urban Meyer? Does Urban Meyer even get to leave Los Angeles Friday night? Oh well, I mean he's going to he be he there for the rest mean, of the
1: season anyway because he works for Fox. Well, he's, he's ten minutes it, down the road. No, they they don't true. fire he's Clay. Way, like, they they fire Clay after the Notre Dame game. Like after they the they Notre get Dame game. yeah they get midway through. The, and what they may do because they still need to hire an athletic director, they're just going to wait until the end of the year and actually do it right for the first time and since before Pete Carroll, like it. it
0: They'll just have they'll just have yeah. Urban be both. I could do that. He'll be dirty. He'll, <laughs> he'll be the AD and the coach.
1: But we're back so in the uh, the Urban '60s Beyer. and '70s now.
0: They'll just have Urban Meyer do both. Um, okay, here's another one I'm going to do just because I told you I've watched this team more than any other in college football this year. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna play this. I'll probably parlay it too. Just I'll do a small parlay. I don't got bet a ton on it. Like I said, I'm not betting a ton on any of these games. Um,
1: like it's, a, it's not a great slate bet. for it. like it I
0: legit had over I legit had a hundred dollars or a little over a hundred dollars on Ohio State and Oklahoma State last week. I'm not doing that at all with any of these games. Probably the biggest bet I make, it probably won't even be half of that um, because that like I just don't have the confidence in these. So but I prop Ohio State minus twenty four and a half in the first half. And Ohio State minus 38 and a half for the game uh, against Miami of Ohio. Here's the thing. Ohio State has covered all three first half lines this year. Florida, Atlantic, Cincinnati, and then Indiana last week. Ohio State has scored 28, 28, and 30 points in, all, in their first halves. Indiana – Scored a touchdown against them last week. It was 30 to 10 at halftime. So obviously that would not cover 24 and a half in this game. It would have covered the first half spread last week, though. Yeah. Um, which I think was like 13 and a half or something. Or 14. Or I, no, against no, Indiana, it was like it, was, like, it was
1: 10 and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like 10 and a half. So easily it would have covered that. This one's 24 and a half. So obviously a 30 to 10 wouldn't cover this. The only way Indiana got that touchdown was running a trick play at the the end of the, towards the end of the first half. That's the only reason they got a touchdown. So. I know Ohio State is scoring between 28 and 35 points in the first half. I know that's happening. I've watched them play every week. They're going to do that. The question is, does Miami of Ohio get a touchdown in the first half?
1: I would venture to and say think, no, and the reason being, I watched. I, think, and, it, I, I, I went and watched them against knows. Cincy, and they are they yeah. they cannot throw the football. They've got a freshman quarterback. They that's. That's a really bad offense. They've got a pretty good defense. I don't think they've got near the horses to be able to hold up with with Ohio State. I I think I like that first half.
0: Their their defense is not stopping Ohio State. Trust me on that. (laughs) They are not stopping Ohio State. This is kind of why I say why I'm doing this, because Ohio State has, whether it's been the first half, minus 17 against Florida Atlantic, that hit or the over in the Florida Atlantic Ohio State game that hit or the first half line in the Cincinnati game for me that hit or the, the, the minus 15 and a half in the Indiana game that hit. They have covered all three of their first half line lines so far. Ohio State has. Yeah. So they finally have put the line at 24 and a half and. But they did it against the team that can't Ohio score. State. <laughs> against the team of TCU, I I mean I think Ohio State's up twenty eight nothing at halftime, thirty one to nothing, thirty five to nothing, thirty five to three, twenty eight to three at halftime. Like I just yeah, like, I'll roll with Ohio yeah. State. Another one that has also I bet on them twice on the two games I could. The other one I couldn't do it because the they, the casino the Tuna Casinos you can't do you can't bet against the F, the SCS games. They don't have those listed. Um, but Coastal Carolina. Has covered their two first half lines. I was able to bet on against Eastern Michigan and Kansas. Coastal Carolina is minus nine and a half in their first half this week against, uh, I believe it's UMass. Uh, so you'll you you'll that, be able to bet. You know, know
1: UMass is a uh, is an FBS team. So yeah, you'll no, be able no, no, to bet I that.
0: Mean, F- No, no, no. I can bet that. I'm saying like they played like Norfolk state or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying you couldn't bet this one. (laughs) No, 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 no. I can bet this one. I'm saying the only reason I didn't, the Norfolk state when I wasn't able to bet, but I did bet the Eastern, their their game against Eastern Michigan had coastal Carolina in the first half. And I bet their first half against uh, Kansas. And of course they, they won outright against Kansas, but they covered the first half against Kansas too. Um, The only thing that worries me about that is I've kind of looked at UMass's games, and like UMass, when they score, they do, they kind of do their scoring in the first half. Yeah. Kind of when they do their scoring, and then they don't score at all in the second half. So that's why I'm kind of, eh. But maybe Coastal Carolina minus 16 and a half. Like UMass sucks.
1: Oh, they are, (laughs) they are the worst team in FBS, and it's not even close.
0: Oh, I like, uh, I heard you talk about Troy on your pod. Um, Yeah,
1: Akron is awful. (laughs)
0: you can get Troy Troy I love getting out first half lines I'm just going to be called Johnny first half from now on uh (laughs) Troy's first half line is like minus 10 yeah I'm like why are they not going to be up 21 to 3 at halftime like why are they not going to be up that much that's the only the only reason I
1: would worry about that first half is because it is in Akron and I, I I mean Akron needs something good to happen but I I just don't see it. Like, Troy's offense is... It, so, on the other side of this, Troy's running back is uh, is out yeah. for the season, and he was, like, an in, in all-sum uh, belt, you know, conference offense player of the year candidate, all that kind of mess. But uh, he had not done, like, a ton in the first few games anyway. And, you know, like most of this is Caleb Barker, their quarterback. Like, that's that's who's going to be generating the points here. And... I think it continues because Akron's defense is awful and they can't score. Like, the only scoring that they have done is in garbage time, but it, it hasn't been enough. Like, they hadn't covered all year. So, like, I, I really like Troy here because they are – they put up points with the best of them. Like, Chip Chip Lindsey is, uh, is the former offensive coordinator under Malzahn, but he had yeah. to call Malzahn's offense. And now he's wanting to get out and actually do his thing. I mean, they're averaging like 43 and a half points. So I, I'm all in on on Troy. I think they're going to wipe the floor with him.
0: I mean, Akron has got awful. Hey, I, don't don't Akron and UMass play like next week or something?
1: Oh, that's a good question. God, that'd be a terrible game to bet, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> I thought I heard that on another pod that Akron and UMass play next week. And I'm like, oh my God. I man, bet it's on ESPN Plus the,
1: and I want to watch it.
0: The, the suck bowl... Man, like, that is...
1: They play... Yes, next Saturday.
0: It's next Saturday. Akron (laughs) and UMass. Oh, man. Get your popcorn ready for that one. Good gracious. Akron and UMass. Uh, I kind of like... The only thing that bothers me is it's an 11 a.m. game, central time. LSU, that's the only thing that bothers me is because it's so early, and I can see them just getting out kind of sluggish at the beginning but uh, you
1: you could you could I, see that but I, man I'm telling you uh, Vanderbilt number 126 in the country in in passing defense like efficiency right like they oh, are wow. awful against the pass this year
0: yeah i yeah i at 24 right now i'd probably buy the half and make it 23 and a half just to help yourself out you know yeah and just to help yourself out in case LSU just decides to win the game thirty-one to seven, you know, and not care, they should obviously score more than thirty-one. No, th- this would be case, the perfect. You never know.
1: This would be the perfect time for them to actually run the score up, and because if they're wanting to actually put Joe Burrow in the Heisman discussion, this will be the week to do it. You got him on at eleven a.m. The highlights are going to be run on every broadcast for the rest of the day. Like this would be the time, especially against this defense. Like I could see him putting up 500 some odd point or 500 something yards this week.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I really think that, that they I, would I, run I, the I, score I, up. Yeah. I, I do. I do like LSU in this spot and I hate betting on LSU. I just, I mean, like, cause it's Orgeron and I, I still don't trust the guy, but.
1: I, I know. At what point are we ever going mean, to get over that? <laughs>
0: like, no. I, well, to me, it's not even that. I will say what he's great at is he's pretty good at making hires and, that is the best hire, and I don't think there's any doubt about it. The off season in college football was his hiring of Joe Brady oh, yes. for the New Orleans Saints to run their passing game at LSU. He was the, well, he was the, what, the passing game coordinator for the Saints. Yeah, hiring him away, and Sean apparently Sean Payton was not happy about that either. But they're hiring hiring away Joe Brady to run the passing game for uh, to, to coach Joe Burrow and run that passing game at Ole Miss. That that has been or run the, at LSU has been that's been the best hire in college football. When you look at what LSU was able to do with Texas, I mean, it's like how they were just able to swing the ball. It's like, this is, I've this is what we've been waiting for. Like eight years from LSU. We've yes. been waiting for this. Like we know the talent they have. They got, we look up here on NFL Sundays and we're like, Wait, that receiver went to LSU. That receiver went to LSU. That receiver went to LSU. like why? Why can't they throw the ball? Like, I mean, they've got all these <laughs> awesome receivers. Why can't? Why can't? I mean, they got freaking Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. and now they're on the same team in the they've, NFL. And you're like, yeah. wait, why? They've always like, had it like that. It's quarterback. Re- I don't remember one Odell Beckham play from college. Not no. one. Well, because like, they they didn't throw. I mean, hey, LSU. That's the receiver in the NFL. LSU <laughs> I mean, historically
1: has run the ball over 60% of the time. Like that was Les Miles, that was Nick Saban, that was we got bigger guys than you with you know, it and it and it goes back to the Bear Bryant mentality of there's only three things that can happen when you throw the football and two of them are bad, right? So yeah, you you got a better chance of doing something when you got bigger guys on the line and you got a better running back. So They just, but they just kept it for way too long. Like football got way past them. It innovated and went past the LSU mindset. And eventually like Ed Orgeron is doing the, the Dabo Sweeney thing. Like he's, he's the CEO and he is the rah-rah guy, but he's letting the other guys coach him, And it has worked out brilliantly with that bunch.
0: No, it's, 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 he's done great. He's done, he's done a great job. And I think it's great. Like you gotta be humble enough as a head coach, you know, sometimes to be hands off and just step away and say, I'm going to let me, I'm going to hire these guys and I'm going to let them do what they do. Yeah. And that's going to make it successful. And I'm just going to kind of oversee everything. And he's look, you got to give him props for it. The, the guy has come a long way since Ole Miss and even USC. And so, no, you got to give him credit for it. And I mean, we know they've got the talent. Um, one other one, I Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, just it feels like too many points. It just feels like too many points. Like, yeah, geez. it's a hundred percent. It's who at Michigan nine right State now. Beating? Yeah, like who was it was nine and a half earlier? Yeah, who it was, was. who was Michigan State? who is Michigan State beating by double digits in the Big Ten? That's like not named Rutgers. Uh, well, and
1: see, Chris brought that up, but like they only beat Rutgers by three last year. So (laughs) what the world? Yeah.
0: Okay. Their offense was really bad. Okay. Mark D'Antonio should have been fired on principle. Just for that. You, you only beat Rutgers by three. You should get fired.
1: Well, and they, they lost to Nebraska last year, nine to six. So, you know, I I thought that he would make some actual legitimate changes,
0: uh, on offense,
1: but all he did was like, shit, like readjust the staff, just give everybody different titles.
0: the, the, the only thing that scares me is like Michigan state could win the game ten to nothing <laughs> yeah like, like that could happen like Northwestern can't score either Well, Nor- Northwestern I mean, has won
1: three straight against Michigan state, and yeah I mean they're they're what twelve one and one in their last fourteen as an underdog and and the only here's, one was uh was against Stanford at the beginning of the year, and that was just a yeah, flu- here's what, you know.
0: this 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 is what worries me. This is honestly what worries me. They lost to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you, you can't lose to Stanford this year. I watched that game. It was the opener. That it was, was the opener. I'll give them a pass because it was the opener.
1: And they had to go across the country, and they there was there was just some weird stuff with that. And honestly, like Stanford lost to a terrible Northwestern team a couple of years ago in the season opener and then ended up twelve and two. And Northwestern has done this before where they I mean, hell, Northwestern lost to Akron last year at home and won yeah. the Big Ten West. So like it's Northwestern gets up for their Big Ten games, which by the way, that's another big thing. They you realize that Pat Fitzgerald is on a twelve game Big Ten winning streak in the regular season or yeah, big ten winning streak in the regular season. Like aside from the championship wow. game last year, he has won twelve straight Big Ten games. Wow. Like, yeah. It they're they're legit and they don't get respect for it.
0: <laughs> no, I hey, I love Northwestern, man. I love Northwestern. I yeah, I'll roll with Northwestern. Oh, no, here it is. I forgot. I just remembered it because you also loved it and you made it one of your picks. Um, I saw it at seven now but I'll buy it up to seven and a half Colorado. Oh yeah. I don't see how North, I don't see how Arizona state beats them by more than a touchdown. I just, I don't like coming off that game. That's, I mean, that, that Michigan state, you know, I will say this boring as hell, but you know, when you play Michigan state, you're going to get beat up. Like they're going to play physical. Like, yeah. That's how Mark D'Antonio likes to play. So, you know, Arizona and Arizona state plays the same way. Um, and I like the quarterback. I like the Montez kid, man. Montez kid's pretty good. Um, you know whether I watched him explode in the uh, in the fourth quarter against against Nebraska, Nebraska. or um, yeah, or just you know how they you know exploded against Colorado State. Like like that, that kid's pretty good. Um, well, Katie Nixon I, yeah. and
1: Lavisca Chenault and and all, they've got a ton of weapons. Like I think I think they will be able to put up some points. And Arizona State has not been able to put up points. Against really
0: yeah, Colorado, anybody, Colorado, Colorado, yeah. Colorado's defense is not great, um, but yeah, like Arizona State is not exactly a juggernaut on offense. They don't exactly like it's not like they're out here running the air raid, you know. Yeah. They're not. They're not out here. They're not. They're not. Herb Edwards ain't doing anything fancy. No, um, not at all.
1: Like he's he's going to run the yeah. ball, which means he's going to shorten the game, and the same thing will happen. You know, I I think yeah. at most it is a touchdown game. And that's, you're, you're right about that point. Like, I got it at eight. Uh, seven and a half is a, a good spot. Even if you just wanted to do seven, and, and if you end up pushing, then so be it. But, I, like, this could be a field goal game easily. Like, I think people are oh, 100, way 100, 100. too hyped on on Arizona State right now. Because the same crap happened last year, right? I mean, it just, right. you get way too hyped on them. And then Arizona State went out after the win over Michigan State last year and then lost to San Diego State the next week by a touchdown.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, it's it's and again, it's not like they don't they don't do anything fancy. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not playing Alabama, you're playing Arizona State. Like it's that <laughs> they're not. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Herb would ain't doing anything. He's not reinventing the wheel. Um, and I think, I think the Colorado team's pretty good. Like I do, I think they are. I think they're pretty good. And I think this could be. I think this absolutely could be a letdown spot. Uh. For Arizona State. Um, was there any oh we haven't so we didn't talk about this. I know, man, we've been running a long time here. Yeah, we're we're uh, running we over an hour. We'll we, have to
1: we, we'll have to wrap up here in just yeah. a little bit anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh we hadn't even gotten to anything in the NFL either. Um we because we haven't talked about Wisconsin, Michigan. The biggest we, we we of talked the a little
1: bit, but uh but yeah, it's I, I expected more money on Michigan, uh, with it being three and a half. And I mean I just looked it up and, and they're still Nearly seventy percent of the bets are on Wisconsin. Like I think because of that, I, I kind of like let, or I, I kind of like Michigan. Like I,
0: well, I'm, the, the line hasn't gone up either. Yeah, I thought they probably would have gotten pushed up to four by now, and it hasn't gone up to four. It's there's, still sitting there at three and a half. There's a
1: couple of books that it's actually gone up to four. Um, okay, but not okay. many, and and that's what surprises me is that. You know, you would expect with that much money coming in on them, like that it would that it would move up. But instead, I mean, it's well, no, no, it's actually, no, it's it's three and a half across the board now. That's at uh, do think one,
0: Westgate, I MGM, do, do think, William
1: Hill, CG, Circa, etc.
0: I do think one of the stories we could be talking about if it goes Wisconsin's way this weekend. I think one of the stories we could be talking about is Jim Harbaugh benching Shea Patterson in this game. Yeah. that if he's a, if he's a debacle, like, and he keeps – like, that dude just fumbles the ball all the time. It's unbelievable. Um, he always just seems the way to – let. he just, like, let – he, like, pulls a Clint Sterner, like, all the time, you know? Like, I, I wonder – Clint did it once, like, put the ball on the ground. Like, this dude does it, like, three times a game, it seems like. Well, they, like, they fumbled he,
1: eight times this year. They've lost five of them.
0: Which yeah, like, I mean, it's it, I just mean, as he,
1: likely he, that they lose two of them, but when you fumble that many times, like it, it's not going to be good for anybody. So no, it's but not. I, it's like it's, I wonder if some of it Washington, is just they don't care in the first two games. You know, the if you watch I mean, the he, you and I talked about the Middle Tennessee State game, right? And yeah. you know, you, we weren't super worried about it because they did what they had to do. They only won by nineteen, but that's like a weird offense. They weren't able to get pressure because. Middle Tennessee knows they got to get the ball out super fast. They were getting it out yeah. on average like 1.8 seconds after the snap. So there's no time to like get a pass rush or anything like that. And Wisconsin's not going to do that. So you know that Michigan's yeah. defensive ends and their linebackers are raring to go after uh, a quarterback like this. And they weren't able to get any pressure on Army because they only threw the ball four times. And, and two of right, them got picked. Right. So, like... I think that Michigan is better than we're giving them credit for, but they went up against some super quirky offenses, and now they're playing just a standard pro-style, you know, run-the-ball offense, and I think they've got the dudes to be able to actually play against them. I think people might be underestimating Michigan here, and, like, I don't like Harbaugh in the in the underdog spot because, obviously, the stat that's been thrown around, he's 0-6 straight up as an underdog, 2-4 and four against the spread, but, you know, one of the... The the two times that he covered as the underdog was when the line was like three and a half four, so he yeah, hadn't won the game. I
0: mean, and, and but. I, no, and I look, I love Harbaugh from because obviously I'm a 49ers fan. From what he did with the 49ers, taking us to NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, then an NFC Championship game when we had like sucked for ten straight years. So I love <laughs> him for that. And always will. Um, he gave me in my adulthood. He gave me like happy forty ninety. Happy 49er years. So that was great. Um, no, I mean, I get that. I get that. I also, here's one, and one of, and one of the th- other things with Wisconsin, though, is like their passing game with that quarterback has been so much more efficient this year than it was last year. Yeah, he's but actually I, accurate. It's it, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I did hear, I did hear that they're expecting like some crosswinds, like 16, 17 mile an hour crosswinds. Yeah. So that hurts you trying to throw the ball. So if this turns into a ground and pound game, um, Michigan has not been like amazing against the rush this year. They're like thirty first in the country in rush defense. Um Which is still which pretty is good when free. you're
1: playing like when one of the two games yeah, that you've played good. is against Army.
0: Right? Right. Is against Army, yeah. And Wisconsin's like top five in rush defense. Again, they They've play played no black in central Michigan. <laughs> Who yeah, are Charlie both Strong's not good. Awful. Central Michigan's like and central, yeah, central Michigan is like battling like Akron and UMass, like the worst team in the country. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's not. Yeah, and, and they haven't given up a point. Here's what I will say: Wisconsin will give up a point this week. They will give up points for the first time all year this week. That I think I could agree for with that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will give up some points. I, I hope Michigan pulls it off. I'm I'm going to stay away from it, and I'm just going to root for Michigan, um, again because I like Harbaugh. Um, I, something tells me someone's going to buy Michigan tomorrow morning or Saturday morning. Yeah. Somebody's going to do it. There's going to be somebody with big money that goes in and puts some big money on Michigan.
1: I could, I could see
0: it. I can. Especially yeah, if it, if it gonna sticks gonna at three and, three and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can see somebody going
0: in and dropping like 25,000 on them, dropping 25,000 on Michigan. If it, because it is one of these. If it is a straight up pro style game, Michigan has better recruits, better athletes, better players. Um, it is one of these things, man. Like, dude, I, I why, the reason I can't bet on Michigan is like, dude, I just I don't trust Jay Patterson. I do not trust him, and so like that's why I can't bet on Michigan.
1: Yeah, Chris, Chris felt the same way. He said he he absolutely shrinks that's in big funny. time spots, and I agree. Yeah,
0: like that. Yeah, that's it. And that's I can't. That's, I can't. That's, I just can't get behind the guy. Um, NFL, there ain't much here, man. No, there um, is not.
1: No, and and once we get done with these, I'd we'll like, uh, we'll wrap I'd, up the I'd, show. But who? There's nothing on this yeah, slate.
0: I'd buy, yeah, cause, yeah, cause I buy yet because I got to get to bed too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I got the I got the I got the gym calling me in about like uh like six seven hours. hours. Yeah, six uh, seven hours. Yeah, six, seven hours. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I like – I'd buy the half point and buy the Rams down to two and a half, and I'd take the Rams. Yep. Um, Look, dude, we saw the Titans tonight. The Titans kicked the crap out of the Browns. Yeah. And, like, the Browns killed the Jets. So, like, all that made me think was the Jets. Well, okay, they're bad. We know they're bad. Um, And, like, the Browns played the Jets with the Jets' real quarterback. Like, Darnold's not there, so – yeah, whoop de doo They knocked out Trevor Simeon and they beat a third-string quarterback.
1: Yeah, and that Jets like, defense I mean, didn't have. The Browns, the
0: Browns have done,
1: yeah, they didn't have Mosley. They didn't have it. And, and Baker Mayfield's they did, passer. They
0: didn't have Quinn Williams. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and in his uh,
1: his completion percentage actually went down.
0: Right, like so I, I, I think the Rams. I mean, I think the Rams cover that easy. That's that's the one I like. In your boy, in your boy, and Chris going to be there.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll actually be at the game. Yeah, he's he's flying yeah, out on Friday.
0: Game. Um, I've heard there's there could be some weather. Um, so yeah, maybe, I I actually kind of like the under in the game too. I kind of like the under. Uh, one of the one of the one of my one of my rules I have in the NFL because I saw the stat last year: if the total goes off, if the total is in the fifties, bet the under. Because sixty-two percent of the time last year, totals in the fifties. That when the game time, when the game went off and the total was in the fifty sixty two percent of the time last year the game ended up going under the total. So well, it it has uh, been bet down. The Rams and Browns yeah. like oh, it, it's been bet down. It opened. It was like 51, it was fifty one and a half. Is where yeah. it opened.
1: Yeah, okay. opened to fifty one. Got bet up to fifty two. Like
0: forty nine.
1: No, it's even further than it. It's, it's forty seven and forty seven and a half across the board.
0: Wow, I, I think people got, got the the weather. Um, <laughs> well, we were talking about we were talking about the Michigan game. I saw the Michigan Wisconsin over under went got hammered down to forty five. Oh yeah. Um,
1: oh, it's it's way down. Yeah, it's uh, it down. is forty four uh, and a half right now.
0: Another one that's gotten hammered down: the Ravens and the Chiefs over under. I've still I'm still not going to even, even take the under in this one, even though my rule says take the under. But that Ravens Chiefs man, it opened at fifty. And I think it's down to 52 and a half now. Um,
1: yeah. It's, you know, it's, people
0: have it's, been ham, hammering the under on the Ravens and Chiefs game.
1: Yeah. And that's like, I played the I uh, the kinda, Raiders and Chiefs last week and, and played over 52 and got killed on it.
0: Yeah, man. I, I should have told you that, man, if the totals in the fifties, yeah. just bet the under. If you're going to bet one way, bet the under on it. Um, because the under there's been four totals have been in the 50s when, game, when the game's kicked off. Four totals have been in the 50s. Three of them have gone under. The only one to go over was the Texans-Saints game on Monday night, the Monday night football game, and they needed 10 points in the final minute of the game to go over the, to go over the total. So, I mean, yeah. think about that. Think, no, and that's literally, like, the only time that has ever happened in Monday night football history where the lead has changed twice inside a minute. Oh, it was. In the final it minute was of the beautiful. Game. So literally, it's the only. It's the only time that has ever happened. Oh, I love that game. I had the Texans <laughs> plus seven, and I had them over twenty three and a half points. I love that game. Oh yeah, um, I can imagine that. <laughs> another one. I, look, it, it, my head, uh, look, my head. Look, my the numbers tell me to take the Raiders and take the Broncos. Raiders plus eight and a half. Broncos plus seven and a half. But I ain't betting on Joe Flacco again. Um,
1: and after that performance and I, and by the Raiders Minnesota last week, like, ugh.
0: Yeah, and, and Minnesota, Minnesota at home is a different team. Yeah. They're a different team. But, I mean, again, you know what Minnesota is going to do? They're going to run the ball. That's what That's what, That's what. what uh, Stefanski wants to do. And well, gonna they, run they, run they the will Cook so and, long
1: as they get a lead. You know, that's that's where the problem is. Right. Well,
0: and then Kirk Cousins, he'll throw a pick to somebody. Exactly. I did like the Lions. <laughs> But that Lions game is now down to six. It's the Eagles minus six now, so I, I don't like it as much anymore. Yeah, um, I liked it when the Lions were getting a full touchdown. Um, I kind of like Redskins plus four on Monday night against the Bears, just because I don't know who the Bears are beating by more than four points. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, you I gotta, got a point there. So that offense is somebody by oof, but, That offense is terrible. But like, yeah, like you and I, you and I, yeah, you and I talked about this game off off the air, and like that, it, it is like you know. They're, have the Bears gotten a defensive touchdown yet this year?
1: I don't think so. Not yet.
0: Well, they didn't, well, they didn't score a touchdown in the first week against Green Bay.
1: And they only and got one no, last week. I don't
0: think they got one last week.
1: So, right. Yeah, it was the so offensive touchdown last they week. They could be
0: it, due for a defense. Yep,
1: especially against Case Keenum.
0: They could be due. They can, they, they, right, they could be due for a defensive touchdown. Uh, and over, I, I will say, Patriots-Jet, I think it's 23-and-a-half is the first half total I'd I'd probably go under that Patriots Jets under twenty three and a half in the first half I probably would do that
1: yeah because I don't think the Jets score and I think New England takes a little bit to get rolling
0: probably I think New England's probably up 14 nothing 17 nothing at halftime like I mean that's 21 nothing at halftime but like I like they took a while to get rolling last week um If you want to take the Patriots minus like 13 and a half in the first half, that's not bad. The Cowboys are like minus 12 and a half in the first half against the Dolphins. Not a bad one either. Um, I'd expect both of those. I expect the Patriots and Cowboys to both be up by two touchdowns at the end of the first half. So those wouldn't be two bad ones either. I'm eight and three in the NFL this season, man. I killed it. But I think, but I think one of the reasons, this is why I'm, like, I'm very particular about what I bet in the NFL because it's so freaking hard. I think I look at everything so hard. Like, I look at it so much more, and I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. All right. Yeah, okay. The Rams, I'm like, okay, the Rams only got to win by three points? All right, cool. I'll take that. The Ra- Like, it's the freaking Rams. They only got to win by three. I'll roll with that. Um, yeah. I mean, that. So, those, yeah, you, you look for where there's the, the biggest the main advantage. one I like is... Yeah, I, I the main one. I'd buy the Rams from three to two and a half, um, just because the reason you do that is just so many NFL games end up in like a, a field goal game. Okay. Um, I think they'll probably win by more. Than, I think they'll win by more than three. I think the Rams probably beat the Browns by like ten. But. Um, but Sunday night football there for the first time in a decade. a decade.
1: Yeah, there's there's weird things right. could happen.
0: Weird things can happen. There's no doubt about it. Weather could be a little bit of an issue. I heard there could be some. There could be some rain that could be a problem. Um, the Rams' offensive line is not great, and Miles Garrett seemingly loves to like, you know, personal <laughs> get personal people. foul calls, but also sack you and like he looks like the most unbelievable defensive football. He looks like freaking Lawrence Taylor out there. Yeah. He's so ridiculous. He could injure Jared Goff. That's, that was, that was he, one he of the things. Uh,
1: like, Chris was so frustrated in the offseason because there was nowhere that he could find where you could bet on Defensive Player of the Year odds. And he wanted to bet Miles yeah. Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. And he that you can't you can't find the odds anywhere <laughs> like that the prop
0: isn't out. Yeah. So I looked and I found defensive rookie of the year odds. Yeah, you can find all the rookie stuff. The, yeah. Yeah, I could not find defensive player of the year either because my pick would have been uh, Bradley Chubb. That's who I was gonna. That's who I was gonna. uh go I, mean, with, I, could, I was gonna roll with Bradley Chubb. I could see that.
1: Like the only issue is yeah, like, it, I mean, the, I mean the team is so bad. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the team is bad.
0: Well, hey, hey, the Browns might be pretty bad too. Uh, yeah, that's know? now everybody hyped I'm up glad the Browns. I never jo- I, you know. Know. I'm glad I didn't jump on that hype trade, man. I was like, they ain't won nothing yet, man. Yeah. Everybody's just getting too excited because it's Baker, and he talks a lot, and they get an Odell Beckham. But I'm like, they ain't, They ain't. to quote the great Tony Allen, they ain't ever won nothing.
1: Who? <laughs> it was Delaney Walker, the, uh, the Titans tight end after the game. They said, they are who we thought they were. Like
0: they they yeah. are who we thought they yeah, were. The Denny Green.
1: Yep. A hundred percent.
0: Paid homage to the late, great Denny Green. Yeah. Absolutely. It, the Denny Green. All right. So what, uh, what,
1: what do you got to finish up here? So we can, uh, we can go on and get out of here and both of us go get in the bed. All
0: right. Yeah. Let's all right here. Final pick. We're going to do Georgia minus seven and a half in the first half. Okay. We're going to do Ohio state minus 24 and a half in the first half. Um, Hell, let's do Ohio State minus 38 and a half for the game. Okay. Um, I, hey, hey, this is basically, I, those lines are huge. I know they are. But Ohio State has worked for me so far this year every week. So I'm going to roll with them again. I hey, don't. You, know, I'm hey, roll with you them keep again. riding them
1: until they buck you.
0: Exactly. Let's go Washington State minus 10 and a half in the first half. Um. And let's go Colorado plus seven and a half. And let's roll with that Texas-Oklahoma State over. Let's do it. Over 72 and a half.
1: <laughs> let's, we know Gundy's going to um, score points. NFL, we know.
0: Yeah. In the NFL, we'll do the Patriots-Jets under 23 and a half in the first half. And we'll do the Rams. We'll buy it down to two and a half. We'll do the Rams minus two and a half.
1: All right, I like it. All right, that's going to wrap up the show. He is John Roser. He is Johnny the Fish. He is Johnny First Half. Go check him out on the Chris Vernon Show. He is the, what? what is it, executive producer or just producer? Do Do we have a nice big title? Yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah, just <laughs> Renaissance Man.
1: You, you can get him on Twitter at John underscore Roser. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. The show brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Go check them out, tunicatravel.com. That is going to wrap it up, and we are out of here. Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.